Jenny Turner with Lovejoy Real Estate. I'm super excited today to talk to Michaela on the team. She's been with us about three years and doing super well and gonna share some of her secrets of success with us. My name is Michaela Holmes. I'm with Lovejoy Real Estate. I'm a realtor and I've been licensed for about three years now. Yeah. <laughs> so we love having you on the team. Oh. Talk to us a little bit about how the three years have gone. Like. What's been working for you is real estate, because you came from preschool background, right, as a teacher. Mm -hmm. How is this different? What are you loving about it? What's harder than you expected? That kind of thing. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like I hit the ground running like three years ago because that's when things were crazy during COVID. Interest yeah. rates were so low, so I feel like I had a bit of an advantage that way. Yeah. But I have continued to just keep it going since then. I feel like being a teacher, this is something you've said to me a long time ago, being a teacher in real estate is similar because we're herding cats. <laughs> yep. And lots of education, right? We're yes. teaching people about the home buying process, the home selling process. Mm -hmm. And so there is a whole component of education in that. Absolutely. And I love teaching people and like educating them, helping them through the process, guiding them and showing them, you know, how to do things. So I do really love that aspect of it. Why did you decide real estate? Gosh, you know, one of my best friends in high school, her mom was a realtor and I, all through high school, I wanted to be a realtor, but then I went to U of O, I went off to college, I studied social work in the education school. So I kind of went that route, but it was always in the back of my head and I just love houses and I love, love making more Did money. Did you know I, wanted, I always wanted to be a teacher? Yes, yes. And then I got into that. grad school and it was like $35,000 for grad school. And I was going to make $35,000. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that just does not make, it doesn't make any sense. sense to me. Exactly. Um, but I never even knew there were agents. And like, I didn't even know there was a career. I, growing up, oh. I never even like, my parents never bought or sold houses. And like when they did, they bought it from a neighbor for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. So like we never, like I had no idea it was a career until I kind of accidentally stumbled onto it. Yeah. So it's, I think so it's funny. great that you were, like always wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. You've had lots of success on social media, especially recently. Mm -hmm. And especially on TikTok. Yes. So <laughs> talk to me about what you're doing on TikTok. Gosh, well, I'm not doing very much. I will say that I'm doing very simple videos. I do like a one take walkthrough video of a cute house usually. And then I speed it up, add some fun music, have a little caption. And for some reason that's been like really blowing up for me. And it's just really interesting. And I am working with five different clients from TikTok. I've closed two of them actually. So I have like three or maybe four right now. Off of a walkthrough video. Yes, yes. After a couple ones that have just gone kind of viral in the area. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm working with someone from like Oklahoma right now that's moving here. So I'm helping, or I'm connecting them with an agent in Oklahoma to sell their home and they're gonna move here. So it's very interesting what kind of connections you get from social media world. <laughs> and are they all young? Or no, you would think they would all be young millennials, Gen Zers. Most of them are, but I do. I'm working with someone that's middle-aged, going through a divorce. He found me on TikTok, which is funny, and he thought that was funny too, and he was a little embarrassed. But it's a very hey, it's whatever works, right? I know, I know. So TikTok's working for you. What other social media are you active on? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram all day, every day, just scrolling. But I always, you know, I post and stuff mm -hmm. there too. Uh, I have a lot of my sphere and, you know, friends, family, people I have met maybe a couple times on Instagram. So I have like a big following there, not a big following, but are you purposeful with that? Like, do you, like, if you meet somebody, do you go follow them on Instagram as Absolutely. part of your process? Yep. Yep. Always. <laughs> Got it. And are you posting the same content on Instagram as you do on TikTok? No, it's, I do a lot of more like personal life stuff. I try to keep it balanced with like personal life and then like houses and like 
cute houses. I'm always like posting the cute stuff, but I will say the ugly houses do get a lot of responses. That's, too. I mean, that's one of my fa favorite tricks is like sometimes mm -hmm. the really gross, disgusting ones. Exactly. You can get a lot of engagement that way mm -hmm. too, right? Like that wall with all the black mold. I got so many <laughs> responses from that. I know. <laughs> so getting some clients from social media, mm -hmm. where else are you finding people who want to buy or sell houses? Gosh, you know, 80, I think like 85% of my business last year was just like people I know and like friends and like friends of friends. So last year, a lot of my business was that. I feel like it's a little bit different this time or this year, uh, just because I do have more like social media people and like mm -hmm. clients. Some so, outside people coming in, yeah. still like still people you're, that are finding you, yep, yep. but not quite as connect, not, not quite direct to the connection. Exactly, but yeah. yeah, a lot of just like people I know, which is really it's a lot more fun when I work with friends, of course, and friends right? Of friends, family yeah. of friends. So, what do you do? Like, talk about your week, right? Like, what do you do to make sure you're staying connected with those people who are referring you, mm -hmm. using you to buy or sell a house? Like, what are you doing on your in your schedule to make sure you're connected? Yeah, I feel like I set a time at time in the morning to like follow up with them, reach out to them, maybe like call them. <laughs> I don't really know. Yep. Message them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the follow-up's really important. I know you've also <laughs> been really working hard on saying yes, right? If people mm -hmm. invite you to things, yeah. you're trying to be like, yes, I'll go, I'll do it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes like those events and those social things are yeah. part of our job. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like that's getting in front of people and having and talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm in introverted extrovert or maybe the other way around mm -hmm. extroverted introvert which one is it but I, I feel like I love like I'm kind of a homebody like I love spending time at home but I do kind of force myself to go out even though I might want to just be home for the night yep. but I feel like that does really help it, it is part of our job right like mm -hmm. that's just, just part of what we have to do and it's also good for you like your soul exactly to like see people and do things yes um speaking of being at home though something exciting happened to you this year yes I bought a house it's been three months now I think so that was a big milestone and goal of mine so now I just have to find the next goal, which I think is to like move up because now mm -hmm. that I live in like a townhouse and I am on the end, so it feels like a detached home. But now that I'm in there, I'm like, it'd be really nice to have like a detached home. So I feel like I'm moving in the direction of wanting to save money for my next step. Mm -hmm. And that is helping me launch to the next step. So it's nice I got my foot in the door. Yep. So. Well, and as you get appreciation on what you buy, mm -hmm. that's going to help be a stepping stone for you too, yep. right? Absolutely. Plus you're not paying rent and you're doing all those things. Mm -hmm. And it's really cute. Yeah, like it that's, is. That's the nice thing, right? Yes. Uh -huh. But we work a lot like with the agents on what's the why, right? And so like mm -hmm. that was a big why for you. It was. But you've also had some small whys over the year, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> little things like goals that you set and like, yes. hey, we did this, I did it. And I think that helps all of us as we work towards like, when you say I want to sell 24 houses or whatever that number is, that's mm -hmm. such a big number. Yeah. It's nice when you can celebrate some of those little like, mm -hmm. hey, I have seven pending or hey, I did this or, yeah. or right now you're super motivated because like you got a bunch of stuff closed and now it's like, where's like, where are the next clients coming from? Absolutely. And keeping that consistency in your day and your schedule mm -hmm. help go through with that, right? right. Like, because we don't want to like roller coaster our career, right? We don't want to be really busy then really slow, really yeah. busy then really slow. And it's so easy to get into that habit of just like the roller coaster, but mm -hmm. it's so consistency. And that's my word of the year, actually. So yep. it's on my little keychain on my bag. So I look at it every day. I try to keep really consistent, but it is hard when you like get really busy. I had yep. four closings last month, so like a lot of my time was with that, but now it's like a little slower, so it's just the ups and downs of yep. real estate, so. How does the team at Lovejoy help you manage that? Gosh, well, I feel like the admin team does a lot of that. We have seven days a week, so that really helps me like get offers started, helps me keep organized within my transactions, yep. sending out the emails that I don't wanna be sending out <laughs> about like paperwork and things, so. Yep. 
that really helps me. Just kind of keeping the process moving along for yep, you. Exactly. Do you use them to like make showing appointments and that kind of thing as well? I do. Yeah. If I have like a big, if I have a day where I'm showing like six houses in a row and I don't have the time to like schedule that, they'll map it out on a little map, which is wonderful. And they'll like get it all. Make scheduled. all the appointments for you. Yeah. yeah. So that's that, nice. That kind of seems, that just saves so much time. It does. How do you handle the negativity around social media? Because obviously you get some negative comments on your posts and things like that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think one of the reasons why I went viral is because a lot of people were commenting negative things about Portland and just like mm -hmm. things they see in the news. They've never even been to Portland, but they're seeing their perception. Exactly. Yeah. I usually just ignore those comments. I really try to comment back on the people that are saying positive things about Portland and how much they love the city. but. For the most part, I'm just kind of ignoring the negative things. So. Do you comment on everybody who comments? Uh, I try to, but if there's thousands and hundreds of comments, I can't really get to all of it, but I try to. But you, try to <laughs> you try to set that engagement. Yeah, absolutely. And when those people reach out to you, are they how are they reaching out to you? Um, a lot of the times people comment on my TikToks and they like ask questions. They're like, how can I see this home? And then mm -hmm. I usually direct message them. Sometimes they find my uh, contact information, like my email or my phone number, and they call me and yep. want to set up a time to meet. So that's... A and they say, hey, one. I found you on TikTok? Yes. Uh-huh. I feel like some people don't like to say that because they're a little embarrassed. <laughs> but I would say most of the people. But overall. Yeah. Yeah. What's been really hard in real estate? Like what, what part of it's the most challenging for you? Hmm. Keeping motivated is probably hard. Keeping the consistency, like I talked yep. about earlier, it's it's just hard to not have a boss. I mean, you you're kind of my boss, but you're not like down yep. my throat every morning. Yep. And you know, you I still can, have to run Michaela's business, exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's so nice that it's flexible, and I can wake up at ten o'clock in the morning if I wanted to. Not best practice. <laughs> not best practice. But if I had to, like, yep. I'm, I'm not going to get fired over yep. it. So. It's hard though to you know keep that momentum going, keep consistency. And I think that's something that like a lot of agents get into real estate because they want that flexibility and right. freedom. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be successful in real estate, exactly, you need some accountability, right? Mm -hmm. And as we layer in Daniel and his new role, mm -hmm. that's going to give all of you guys a little bit more accountability as well. Right. And that's going to be good and bad, mm -hmm. right? There's going to be some benefits to that, and it should help you all get more deals. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to be annoying, right? Yeah. Like just that's yeah. going to be that is going to be part of it. I know. Um, I had an agent leave a long time ago. She was a brand new agent. She got licensed, came to the team. She was only here for like a half a minute. Mm -hmm. And when I did an exit interview with her, she's, I asked her, you know, like, what, like, why is this not working? Now I knew why for me it wasn't working, but for her, like, why is this not working? And she's like, oh, there's way too much accountability. Like mm -hmm. you want me to actually like make phone calls and call <laughs> people and talk to people. I'm like, yeah, I do. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But like that accountability is, that is part of the team, right? Like mm -hmm. there is some things, we're all full-time agents. We're mm -hmm. all doing this. We don't, you know, we don't work at Starbucks or drive Uber Eats at the same time. Right. And so we have to be consistent with our activities mm -hmm. so that we can sell enough houses. Yep, exactly. And I feel like the difference with you personally, you actually care about us and like us doing well. I, I do. genuinely <laughs> believe that. So yep. I think that really helps too. You're not just, you know, laying down the law for no reason. Right. It's it's proven methods, right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like even when we had a conversation a little bit ago, it was like, hey, you've laid off doing TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it was working, why did you stop? Yeah. Right, it's just that reminder to be mm -hmm. consistent. Because we all do that. We all have, do things that like are working really well in our life, right. and then we stop doing it or don't do it as much, mm -hmm. and then we wonder why it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. Exactly. It's just kind of pushing through on that. So if we talk about other agents out there who want to build their social media following, they also want to be able to say, hey, they have five clients from TikTok. Mm -hmm. I heard consistency. That's what I was going to say. I, <laughs> I, I heard like, just like doing it. It doesn't be fancy. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to like spend a bunch of hours editing something. Yep. 
right? Mm -hmm. What else? Like any other tips to make it, to make them, you know, to be super successful that way? <laughs> I haven't quite figured it's it out. It's better to get it pushed out, even if it's not mm -hmm. perfect, than yep. to not do it at all. So I feel like that's a big one. Done is better than me. perfect. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Yes. How do you leverage Lovejoy's marketing team on the social side of things? Well, it's really nice that we have an in-house photographer and videographer because he does so much content for me. He has yes. separate little private photo shoots with me. Like we did one in the, uh, the cherry blossoms last year. Yep. And I feel like I'm still using those photos from over a year ago. Yep. So just things like that and just having updated headshots whenever I want them is really helpful. The lifestyle shots that you can yeah. blend into the rest of your marketing and mm -hmm. you can do that. Yeah. Do you use so. any of the like social media stuff that comes out on Mondays? Do you layer that into your social media? I do. Yeah, I try to. It's really nice to have that, like even like just having the reminder on Mondays, of, right. like you need to post something. Yeah. And then I usually just kind of pick and choose like what I think resonates with me the best. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I put it on all platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn even. So. I do try to push it off that way. I think that's a key, right? Okay? Because you're organic. Like it has to be organic to you. Mm -hmm. People who follow you, people who want to work with you, want to mm -hmm. work with Michaela. Yeah. So they need to see in your in your marketing, which is social media, right? right. They need to see who they are, mm -hmm. who you are, and how you work and what you do. Because if they know, like, and trust you, yeah, they'll work with you. Mm -hmm. And social media is one of the ways that people who you already know continue to get to know you better. Mm -hmm. But also, new people can get to know you. Yep. Exactly. And it's funny, I feel like all of the clients I've gotten from social media and TikTok specifically, I like love them. They're like my friends at this point. <laughs> they're your are, people. They're my people. And it's so funny that they like picked me out of, you know, whoever else is on TikTok, but yep. they're, they're my friends now. So it's fun in that way too. Yep. That's that, Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice observation, right? Like mm -hmm. it really makes it work for both of you. Yeah. And we all know like we work with some weird people sometimes, right? <laughs> so it's nice when we get to work with yes. our friends or we work with people who are like us or we just mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoy working with them. Absolutely. So one of the things that you said was when you got licensed and you started, things were a little bit easier, mm -hmm. right? Because it was crazy, banana, COVID world, yep. and real estate was, was skyrocketing and everybody was buying or selling. Real estate's hard. And I think people don't realize that real estate's hard. Mm -hmm. What do you do on those days that real estate is hard and nothing's going like you want it to go? What do you do to kind of self-motivate yourself, get yourself back in there, mm -hmm. mindset? How do you handle that? Mm, I feel like coming into the office really helps with that because I'm surrounded by people that are doing the same things as me. If I'm just like working at home, I don't always have that same motivation as I do in the office. Yep. So that's a big one. I feel like circling back to like my why really helps. And right now my why, a couple months ago, my why was to buy a house. But now in this moment in my life, it's to not foreclose on my house. And so. we're working on your why being more positive and negative. Yes, yes. But, but that is it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I was sitting with an agent yesterday and we were talking about like paying off some credit card debt and like yeah. really focusing and laying in on that mm -hmm. because it is what's motivating you right in that moment. Yep. For me right now in the moment, it's paying for Ryan's private school. Like mm -hmm. he loves being at Catlin, mm -hmm. but it's expensive. So yeah. I have to work extra hard right. if I want to accomplish that, right? Exactly. Um, but some days it's hard because sometimes I feel like nothing goes right, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everybody you talk to, like they just walked into an open house and bought with somebody else yep. or they're not ready for six months or a year or two years. Mm -hmm. And so it's really focusing on that consistent behavior yeah. and those consistent activities, right? So we always have a deep enough bench and pipeline mm -hmm, to make mm -hmm. it go through yeah so you bought a house we talked about that mm -hmm. do you think that if you would have stayed being a preschool teacher you could have bought that house this <laughs> absolutely year absolutely not no I, I was not making nearly as much money as I am now which I'm very grateful for and it's really important to me um, so yeah just getting in the door with this townhouse is really important because 
I feel like I have a dream of wanting a very cute dialed in bungalow that's remodeled like in Laurel Like Hearst. everyone in Portland, <laughs> yes. right? Eastside. Yep. yep. So that I feel like that's is the only thing that's going to get me, not the only thing. I feel like that is really going to help me get to the next chapter of my yep. life, which is going to be that. So, so keep this for a couple of years, let some equity grow, yep. continue to grow your career where mm -hmm. you could take on a bigger mortgage yep. and launch into the next property. Mm -hmm. We work on that with our first time home buyers a lot, right? Like this isn't a forever house. Yeah. You're not going to live in whatever you buy today, probably forever. Mm -hmm. You know, people will say oh, I'm going to live there five or seven years and I'm like, ah, practically probably two or three years, right. four years, right? Like yeah. people get in a relationship or have a baby or do things. Mm -hmm. And so it is just that like buying something today right. so that you can ha stop paying rent mm -hmm. and start having some equity grow. Exactly. And when I did purchase my condo, I did have in the back of my mind that I might want to keep it as a rental one mm -hmm. day. So it depends on my situation, obviously yeah. ahead of time, but I would love to start my rental portfolio my my rental portfolio so yep. and i admire you for that because i feel like you've kept almost every house you've bought <laughs> and i so regret the ones we sold oh, like the ones we sold yeah. like, why? but I mean, at the time we needed to right mm -hmm. but it is it's such a great way that yeah. at some point those will be paid off they're not mm -hmm. paid off yet mm -hmm. but at some point they will be paid off and that passive income will go through yep and i think that's where if you start young enough like you're starting way younger than i started mm -hmm. but if you start young enough it also just makes it easier because that compound effect Yes. just goes through. Mm -hmm. You know, you take even Christian on the team who just bought a second house and kept his first one as a rental. Mm -hmm. That's part of what our culture at Lovejoy is, right? Like that wealth building, mm -hmm. it's paying your taxes and being adults and mm -hmm. owning homes mm -hmm. and, and then helping our clients, yeah. right? Helping our clients transform that. I met with clients two weeks ago and mom just passed away from breast cancer, super sad. And I know the whole family and the whole family's worked with me. And I sat down with one of the sisters who inherited the house and we were talking about it. And I'm like, you guys have been talking to me ever since I met you about having rentals. Why would you not keep this house as a rental? And they're like, we've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you should. Like, yeah. like, as long as you can separate the fact that it was mom's house, mm -hmm. as long as it's not gonna hurt your heart to have a tenant in mom's house, they should keep it as a rental. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they will. Like, I, like yeah. they haven't got back to me yet. They're still processing everything. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense for them. It's logical for them. Right. And so sometimes as real estate consultants, we aren't talking like we aren't telling people to use us. Mm -hmm. We're helping them with whatever the next step is, whatever that next stage is. Right. Um, but for Trish, she should totally keep it as a rental. Mm -hmm. And so it's just figuring that part out, right? Right. Um, and I told her if she didn't want to keep it as a rental, I'd buy it as a rental. <laughs> and see, that's what sets you apart from other agents because maybe another agent would walk in there and tell them that they should sell it, well, even yeah, though they might know in the back of their head that they should keep it as a rental. So and not everyone should have rentals because rentals are hassle. Sure. Like not everyone needs to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all those opportunities, right? Like it's just helping figure out like, what are all those opportunities? What's gonna make the best choice? Right. And we want those long-term relationships. So right mm -hmm. now you're building the foundation mm -hmm. for past clients and sphere, yep. buying and selling for the next 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, Michaela, for coming. We really appreciate your tips today. Jenny Turner with Lovejoy Real Estate. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Talk. Follow us and like us and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, Jenny, so much for having me. I appreciate it. If anyone's looking to buy or sell a house, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. It's Michaela Holmes or on TikTok. It is Homes by Holmes. <laughs>